we are recording on iPad. Recording on Fuji. All right. Hey everybody, what is up? It is Stan the Man. I just can't, I can't, I cannot focus on the freaking camera since I have the fucking ring light attached to the goddamn camera. <laughs> I'll explain, I'll explain this in a bit. But for now, introductions, gotta get the introductions out of the way. Hey everybody, what is up? It is Stan the Man. Welcome back to another Stan the Man podcast. It is Sunday, the 13th of December, 2000, and goddamn 20. We are only 17 days, well, not 17. Is it 17? No, it's, we are only 18 days away from the year ending. For 2000, for 2000, for 2020 to be over with, and 2021 to get started. But don't get your hopes up there, folks. A lot of people seem to believe that the minute the clock strikes zero, and 2020 turns into 2021, that all of our problems are automatically gonna fucking disappear nap <laughs> the world doesn't work that way chief but anyway let's keep on going with the podcast and for now if you're noticing that it is um well significantly dimmer okay for those who are watching me on youtube right now you may notice that this podcast might look a bit dimmer well that's because the light that i usually have attached to my camera the collapsed sun if you may call it that is out of battery and ran out of battery before i recorded so instead of just waiting four fucking hours for the thing to charge i decided to take my ring light that i use for streaming Plop it onto the camera, and this is the setup right now, okay? Take it or leave it. I did not want to wait three more fucking hours for this camera, for this fucking camera, the battery of the light to charge. This thing is powered by USB, and it's literally taking power from my computer. So this is the setup for now. Deal with it. <laughs> or for those who are listening to me on Spotify, hey, what's up? How's it going? Hope you guys are having a real... I'm gonna... I'm, and for those who are like watching me in the camera, I'm going like really close to the microphone. Hi. How are you? How's your day? I hope it's going. I hope it's been going well. I can't. I can't even do that right. Oh no! Nah, but where have I been? Yeah, where have I been? It's been a while since I uploaded. Well, anything. Not even on Spotify. Not even on Spotify or YouTube. It's been like three weeks since I uploaded the video. Well, two main reasons. One, work is starting to get a bit crazy because you see, when you work in the military, all right, your schedule is very, and I mean very random and it seems that these last few weeks i've been getting the tail end of it but right now we are back for just a few months because there will be something coming up soon and i will announce it later but for now let's just get on with the podcast but in in this time when i was like you know working around we, we've been getting a lot we've been getting a lot of night shifts and i do i do my best to like pass the time productively during night shifts i do my patrol make sure everything's or everything is in its place but i also do a lot of reading but when i don't do a lot of reading i go on well just like anybody else i go on social media like i have a facebook i don't have a twitter i'm considering deleting my instagram and my facebook because i'm just seeing the shit that people are putting there and like come on guys like what are you doing like you like this this isn't helping this isn't helping you or whatever freaking backwards cause you have but one of the main things i have it down in my notes in case for those who don't see me if you see me glancing down i'm unable to keep my mind in a straight line i have a handy dandy ipad and on this handy dandy ipad i have bullet points that i wanted to talk about during this podcast and one thing that i wanted to talk about is well there seems to be like this glamorization of bad and toxic habits especially on Facebook and especially from young people, people my age going up. It's like they, they make fun of depression, make fun of anxiety and fucking make fun. And they glamorize bad habits that pretty much just limit 
any opportunity. Yeah, they they limit any opportunity of growth. Let me give an example. All right, so. I don't know, you go on and you see, oh no, <laughs> you go on fucking Facebook and you see this dumb post, like, I don't eat coffee, anxiety keeps me up at night, that's not something to make fun of, even though it is hilarious, it's not exactly something to make fun of, sure, you can poke fun of it, like, this trend, yeah, let me double check, yeah, <sighs> this, I, I think, like, the, this trend of just glamorizing bad and toxic behavior, right, it's something that can be like really dangerous because as 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 social media becomes more and more becomes part of the norm okay more and more people are going to go on to social media especially young people i'm talking kids right i'm seeing like 14 13 12 no i'm seeing eight-year-olds with full-on facebook profiles now okay they go on to facebook and they're going to see this shit and they're going to think it's normal and once they think it's normal they're going to start emulating this and what you're going to have is you're going to have like this like a generation of people who rather than try to solve their problems they just make fun of it for the likes the temporary high and validation that these types of posts actually give you well i can (sighs) you might bring like the counter argument all right now i gotta backtrack over here okay i'm pretty sure those who post this type of shit they, they they probably heard of the expression i don't know who coined this term or this expression Laugh at your problems. Everybody else does. Well, sure, having a healthy laugh at your problems may be able to distract yourself from the anxieties that come along with it. It is counterproductive. What do I mean by this, okay? Okay, no, before I go on to that, you may, co- you may counter this argument with this. Well, well, by laughing at it, I am exposing them. I am bringing them into the light. I am acknowledging, acknowledging them. Well, true. I'll give you that. Acknowledging your problems is something very good. It is the first step, but, and this is a huge but, it is the first step down a very long and very windy road. What do I mean by this? Simply just, this is, keep in mind, I'm not a sociologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, whatever. I have no accolades. I barely finished high school, so take whatever I'm saying here with a grain of salt, people. But I genuinely believe if simply addressing the problem is not enough, if you address it and don't act upon it, don't do anything about it, you're, you're just, you're literally going nowhere. It, it defeats the whole fucking purpose. Let's say your house is on fire. You see your house on fire like, yep, it is on fire. Okay, good. You've acknowledged it. You've brought it out into light, but you don't call the fucking fire department. What's going to happen? The house is going to burn down. Like, think of the freaking, uh, what's that meme I saw a long time ago? The, do- the dog sitting down while his house is just a blazing infernal inferno. Just, this is fine. Sips his coffee while he freaking slowly melts. <laughs> oh my freaking God, look. I, I think, I'm looking down at my iPad. I'm looking at my notes. I'm just thinking, yeah, these are great, but nah. Look, I'm going to speak from the heart a little bit here. Look, I get it. Your life is always going to be a struggle. You're always going to have problems. Once you solve one problem, there's, there automatically, it's nearly automatic, there's going to be another problem waiting for you. But you have to find meaning in that suffering, meaning in the tinkering and the solving of problems that actually makes life seem kind of beautiful. 
I've done that. Seems to work for me so far. <laughs> I mean, sure, there are days where I'm, you're, you are going to have days where you're not going to feel 100%. There are going to be things that are going to knock you right down on your ass. And you feel like you're just back at square one. You feel like all the progress, all the years you spend clawing your way to, I don't know, a better place just seems to erode away. It doesn't. The experience is still there. You know what to do. So all that progress, it's not gone. Just think, of it, just think of it as like a temporary setback. Look, you're gonna get better one day. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. Hell, it may not even be next year. But you are going to get better. And the simple, that simple tidbit there, the, the knowing that one day you will be a better person than you are today should give you a slight iota a motivation to kind of, you know, do better, be better. Like, I don't know many of you personally. I think I got like 95 subscribers on here and maybe 10 to 15 listeners. They're all local here, but listen, for those who are listening, man, keep going. Stan believes in you. <laughs> all right. But now, let's, now let's get, let's, let, okay, we've, we've done all this fucking sappy feel-good shit. Let's get on to some, well, let's get on to, like, fucking stupid dumb shit. I'm going to stop the camera for a bit so I can reset the recording time. All right, clapsing for the second segment. <laughs> I can't believe I have to keep doing that every goddamn time. I really got to buy a external recorder for this, but I have a 23 F2, 23 millimeter F2 lens coming for this thing soon. Nah, but uh, one thing, one thing that I've been doing a lot in these past, in these like past few weeks too, you know, you try, I, I consider myself somebody who's, who likes to read the news a lot, but one thing I tend to avoid like the plague and on a strictly daily basis is American news. Like, I'm not gonna lie. American news just looks like a freaking... It just looks like a comedic anthology series. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's jumbled all over the place. There are people in freaking top hats and white suits yelling at people with tattoos. <laughs> like, that. that's all I see. If you turn on Fox, CNN, or whatever the fuck kind of redneck news you guys have over there, it's basically the same shit. It's some dude in some freaking deep southern accent and it's always going oh no the problem with these and the problem with these liberals that they don't have god in their heart they've been just speaking some kind of backwoods english that i've never heard or it's some or they've rediscovered a language that has been buried for centuries and we just haven't even heard about it yet <laughs> oh my freaking god i love american news okay yep like, I love I love American news, okay? Because while one, it, it gives me it genuinely gives me something to laugh about, and two, nothing fucking makes my day more than just seeing two rich white people yelling at each other over problems that don't you are over problems that shouldn't even be problems in the first place. <laughs> That's my two cents on it. Uh, but freaking. Uh, Christ, there was like one, yeah, one, I was like scrolling, I was, this wasn't on the TV, I was like, I was scrolling down YouTube, right, I was scrolling down YouTube, and eventually reaches like the news segment, okay, because you go on a YouTube homepage, you scroll down, you find the fucking CNN, Fox News, and everything else down there, and I click this uh, CNN one that said, I can't. I don't remember exactly what it said. It was about this pastor denying the pandemic, and you know, it always starts out with a news reporter looking at looking at you in the camera with this freaking plastic face, like tonight on CNN. We tonight on CNN, our correspondent, blah 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 blah, is in some deep. <laughs> I'm gonna try that again. 
tonight on CNN. Our correspondent, blah, 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 is in fucking deep shit Alabama country or whatever. I don't know all the states. Was it in Missouri? I don't know. I don't know. It's like she's like in this freaking hick town. And in this hick town, there's like this, there's this pastor, right? And there's this pastor who. Okay, of of course, it's like the typical, it's like the typical freaking uh, far right type of guy, right? Like I'm talking Trump. Did he have a Trump? No, he did not have a Trump hat. What the fuck am I saying? Like he's okay. He wants Trump to win the election. He's thinking Trump is gonna get reelected. Um, but one of the main things is he does not deny the existence of COVID. He just denies the existent the existence of the pandemic. And I'm just sitting there like dispensami what <laughs> i'm like sure that was me in the beginning i'm gonna completely acknowledge this me along with a lot of other people i wasn't really worried about the virus okay there were plenty of other bigger problems at the time but now the problem the virus just went zhup. it just turned into something this horrible amalgamation of awfulness that no one could have predicted but yeah fuck it this guy oh my freaking god i feel bad for the I feel bad for the correspondent. First, you sent out a young correspondent, this beautiful-looking woman that's about my age, right? She has, like, my type of mentality. Okay, not my type of mentality, but she has, like, the young, rebellious type of mentality. Not rebellious, the young millennial type of mentality, you know, where, the fa where facts matter more than feelings or some shit, or at least some of them do. And, dude... Like, seeing her try to understand this pastor, this is a dude from a whole different generation, a whole different, a whole different upbringing, a whole different way of losing. Do you honestly expect this millennial reporter is going, I'm not even sure if she's a reporter, I'm pretty sure she's a blogger who got lucky. Like, this freaking millennial person is automatically gonna freaking un understand it. There's no amount of empathy can pre can prepare you for that it just doesn't it, it, the thing that just made me laugh the whole time while this dude is like going on to spiels like i do believe i do believe that the covid 19 is a real virus and it is deadly but i do not believe in the pandemic and you just see her face just go like imagine like a white woman doing the ice cube raised eyebrow <laughs> face that's the only way i could freaking describe it and she's like what do you mean what do you mean by you don't believe in the pandemic i believe that covid and the pandemic are two very different things yeah but that doesn't fucking answer the question and then this guy who has a publicist by some by some miracle borderlining on the supernatural this freaking hick pastor <laughs> has a publicist like who the who the fuck is your publicist <laughs> did you give him meth did you did you fucking drug him <laughs> or did you give him all like that collect money you know the money they you know the, the people walk around with like the tiny bowls and you put the clink 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 and they just hey look you have the pot for tonight soon you have the pot for tonight soon as long as you become my publicist that's the first thing that popped into my fucking mind is like nah this guy this guy's getting paid this guy's getting paid that good christian money <laughs> Oh, Christ, the publicist says, yeah, we always get stuck on this question. That if you always get stuck on that question, it doesn't mean that he, it does not mean that they don't, that, I don't know, how can I explain this? It doesn't mean that he is, like, not answering like he doesn't want to answer. It just means that he does not understand. He is so full of himself that he cannot explain his own, well, method of thinking. Like, I'm pretty sure this dude, 
this person has his fucking head so far up his ass that I'm pretty sure you just forgotten what the hell what the sun looks like. What's that? What's that Greek tale? Anathaeus, Anathaeus, I think. I think that's uh, that's his name. This this reminds me like there's a story of this giant. Okay, this giant was the dot was the literal son of Gaia, Mother Earth, and Poseidon, and he had a thing for wrestling and crushing his enemies, right? And he wanted to build a temple out of the skulls of his victim. So long as he was connected to his mother, Mother Earth, Gaia, as long as his feet were planted onto the ground. He's considered invulnerable until one day this really famous fellow, Hercules, I'm pretty sure you've heard him before, shows up. I got to find out his name. It's in my book somewhere. This guy, Hercules, shows up and he defeats him with ease once he lifts him off the ground, disconnecting him from Earth. So the moral of that is same thing with your contact with reality is very important here. This guy, he's made his own reality. In this case, the words of the Bible. Okay, but without contact from the real world actual earth <laughs> all right the real world consequences the real world happenings that are going on with this pandemic all right he denies the existence of the pandemic because he is so far into his own reality that he does not have any contact with i'm pretty sure i, I wouldn't say like earth but he doesn't have contact with the reality the actual reality that's around him okay and the minute and I mean the minute they sever that contact, like ask him the question, how do you not believe in the pandemic? The minute they, it brings him back to this reality, it brings him back to this earth, separating him from his reality, the Bible, the source of his strength in the first place. And you see that this guy is just completely utterless. Meanwhile, keep in mind, you're currently listening to the rambling of a sleep deprived 23 year old who's read some Greek literature. That's it. <laughs> so I may be completely wrong and I may be talking out of my ass. So as I always say, take whatever the hell I'm saying here with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm said to become the fucking Ruben. Alex Jones, is that its name? Fuck. I can't fucking remember that. Recording on Fuji and iPad. Still, we're gonna clap sync this bitch. Make sh still, we're gonna clap sync this bitch, making sure everything's all right. Section two, Act three. I have no idea what I'm gonna call this. <laughs> all right, let's just keep on going. Right, but at the same time, okay, we're, so we're gonna move on back to this guy, this pastor. Now, apparently, now, unfortunately, this pastor, this pastor, pastor. It's not, I don't know how, to, how the fuck do you pronounce it? This pastor has his legion of followers. I don't know how many people, I forgot, I gotta watch that thing again, because I'm pretty sure his congregation has about maybe 200 to 300 people, yeah. And they're in a small town, you know, that type of small town mentality, but no. Look, some of the people there, they're kind of like, ah, man, how can I explain this? How can I explain this? They know what's going on is bad. I'm pretty sure they know what's going on is bad, but they're seeking comfort in this, in this common imaginary concept that this pandemic is faked. But not only that, they, they've also like refused to take any vaccines that the government might be planning to produce. Now, this is, okay, is going to be like a double-edged sword for me here, because on the one hand, you, on the one hand this vaccine... It could be Pfizer, it could be the Oxford vaccine, it could be La Moderna vaccine. These vaccines, they have been produced relatively quickly. 
Now, keep in mind, the vaccine, the fastest vaccine that was produced before this was the vaccine for the mumps. And it was produced in the 1960s. And keep in mind, when I say fastest, even that took four years. The average time it takes for a vaccine to be developed, pass through all three phases of its trials, and then move on to mass production and then mass vaccination, on average, takes about 10 years. This is the first time in history that a vaccine has been developed and, from my understanding, even approved for mass vaccination in literally less, in almost literally less than one. Okay, so that's the other hand over there. So of course, people, some you are some people have some people, you are gonna have some people who are going to be completely on board, and you're also gonna have people who are going to be, well, completely against it. Now keep in mind, I'm gonna try to like try lift it up a bit. One, science and medicine science, technology and medicine has progressed a lot since the 1960s you cannot compare what we have today with the process that was that was made over 50 60 years ago freaking they had lead everywhere back in the day they freaking recommended pregnant women to smoke back in that time are you really gonna think are you really gonna think the processes from that time is gonna be applicable to today in 2020 <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think so but also keep in mind this is a coronavirus um, and there's this is a coronavirus and there are over seven different types of coronavirus. We all in coronaviruses. We already know the basics of the spike protein that comes with many of them. So to create a vaccine, I remember I read an article from, I read an article on the BBC about the Ox, how the Oxford vaccine was actually produced. Now, keep in mind, they started, they knew that this was like right after this was like right after the pan, not exactly pandemic. This was like right after one of the worst Ebola outbreaks back in 2016. Okay, the Oxford University after this, with a level of caution, decided, you know what, we're gonna start preparing for what they called disease X. They didn't know what disease X was going to be, but they started making the necessary preparation preparations for a hastily developed vaccine for when it does come. And luckily, and we are extremely lucky because of this, this new pandemic is a coronavirus, something that they've already have dead and weakened versions of them everywhere. Okay, so they've already have half the template. They just have to start adjusting it for it to become vaccine feasible for this strain of the coronavirus, or in this case, COVID-19. There was the SARS, and there was the SARS virus in 2002, and I can't remember the other one. There was the MERS virus, the MERS virus, MERS, I'm going to call it Merle, <laughs> the Merle virus. <laughs> but, oh man, but people seem to forget that, all right. We, okay, so we all know of the three trials. There's the phase one trial that actually begins with testing a small select group of people, making sure it's safe. There's phase two, which actually widens the test pool just a little bit uh, to make sure the virus is effective with a larger, larger, not only with a larger group of people, but also with a larger variety of people. And then they move on to phase three, which is basically maximum overdrive. They expand the test pool to test this vaccine's effectiveness over vast diverse the vast diverse types of populations okay um, but some vaccines they get caught up in what is hell and what is called phase four which is basically development hell now you have to go to the researchers perspective on this and keep in mind I could be wrong I'm paraphrasing here I'm paraphrasing let's say you're a researcher 
before you take another step in what you're going to do, you're going to need a grant. Money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, you send in an application to, I don't know, your university, your, re- your university, your company, whatever you're doing research for, and it has to be approved. But most of the time, they get rejected. <laughs> but I think what accelerated this process is that a lot of companies started losing a lot of money due to this pandemic. The whole world literally grinded to a halt. So a lot of companies did not bat an eye when any researchers came like, hey, look, I want to move on to phase two trials. Phase one was a success. If you want this to be over with as quickly as fucking possible, give me the goddamn money so we can start doing this shit. So I'm pretty sure they have like, I'm, I'm imagining like the scene from The Wolf of Wall Street where DiCaprio was just tossing money out in the freaking street <laughs> i imagine like something like that like here take the fucking money come on save us shave me shave me boy <laughs> oh jesus christ come on uh, like jesus like back and, and like of course you're getting you're getting like the karens and kens out there who are just watching this type of shit they they claim they do they do their own fucking research well i'm sorry there miss karen or mr ken but scrolling through obscure scrolling through obscure websites whilst taking a shit in your moderately air conditioned house with a decent wi-fi connection chakra crystals or whatever the fuck you shove up your ass to feel good is not actual research so until then take whatever the fuck you've gotten onto your fucking phone shove it up your ass along with that freaking chakra aligning crystal that you have and shut the fuck up like for real like it kills me to know that people instead of listening to the eggheads okay people who literally spent years the people that you cheat off of back in high school that was a bill bird joke by the way okay the people that you freaking bullied back in high school (laughs) All right. Instead of listening to them, you're, you're gonna listen to some. You're gonna listen to some dumb broad who works in customer service. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you, you're kind of have to re. You're kind of have to gonna re. You're gonna re have to reevaluate your life decisions over there. Right. It's the same thing. Okay. It's the same thing with a car. I know a bit about cars. Okay. I can fix an alternator. I can change the spark plugs. I can change the oil. Basic stuff but if you ask me to fucking realign the pistons i gotta take this thing to an expert i'm not gonna pretend to know anything and risk ruining my car it's the same thing that's happening here but people don't realize that you're not ruining your cars you're gonna end up ruining the lives of not just one person but we're talking a population a group of people (laughs) um like measles Measles was practically eradicated, and then all of a sudden, these freak. Uh, then all of a sudden, these freaking white housewives who ran out of problems to complain about started crawling out of the woodwork, saying, "Oh no, vaccines are banned for you!" And measles started popping up again. Up, oh, camera's dead. I think that might have been like overheating. Gave me a second. Yep, it overheated. Or is it out of battery? Oh, this thing fell on. Dude, my camera just ran out of batteries. Oh, fuck. Oh, slap me on the ass. Or slap me on the ass and call me Trudy. Or Jessica. Or Moondust. Whatever the hell freaking parents give, are giving their daughters names these days. 
Fucking hell, don't think mama could you put cheese to it This is all staying in the audio by the way. Alright, that's connected. Alright. <laughs> oh my god, this is so fucking stupid, man. <sighs> Record ding again. <laughs> Clap sync. <laughs> Uh Jesus, but now back to like the whole freaking Karen issue, like to outright deny years of research because of one thing, one tiny mistake. Okay, okay, you're gonna have to understand. I can understand where these people are coming from because I remember reading. This was like a long time ago. I remember reading something about. Yeah, I remember reading something in 1975 for dicks. Yeah, it was Fort Dix in New Jersey. I think it was a Private David Lewis. Yeah. So during a training march, Private David Lewis collapsed 13 miles in. They brought him in. They brought him in and he died shortly after. Turns out he was infected with a virus that had the exact... That was similar to the strain of the 1918 flu pandemic virus. Okay. Then 230 soldiers at Fort Dix caught the virus they started getting sick and of course the u.s went into panic mode the u.s divided they've called it the dick the four dick strain and what ended up happening they took the vaccine from the previous virus and hastily tailored it keep in mind this is the mid-70s technology you could smoke every you could smoke where your wife was giving birth to your child <laughs> nah but what ended up happening was the UN, the government, they basically tailored this vaccine to the strain of Fort Dix in, I don't know, less than a few months. And what followed was one of the worst debacles in, med in medical history, well, at least U.S. medical history. Over 500 cases of paralysis linked to this hastily developed vaccine, and over 25 people died in the span of a few weeks. They discontinued it and everything. But... I think that kind of left a sort of distrust of vaccines for a good long period. Uh, I don't remember much, but like 60, uh, yeah, it was like something about 16% of Americans of this, of that time said, okay, if a new vaccine was going to come out, I'm not, I'm probably not going to take it because I don't want to fuck, I don't want my bones to melt. <laughs> oh man, but. Am I am I gonna take the vaccine? Well, yeah, most likely since I'm in the mil since I'm in the military, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be required for me to take the vaccine. Plus, I don't want I don't want to get sick and then infect people and then infect people who are weaker. I'm seeing that a lot. I'm like people are getting like way too excited at the fact that a vaccine is now being massively produced. But come on, stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. And it looks like, what time is it? Oh, it is already a quarter past fucking four. I gotta wrap this up. All right, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a like if you're on YouTube. Comment if you're on YouTube. And also subscribe. If you hear my podcast on Spotify, feel free to share it around. Share the love. If you'd like to hear more of my ramblings, I'll leave a link to my podcast or my Spotify playlist. And you'll be, you'll be able to hear more of my freaking horrible episodes there. In the meantime... I want you all to stay safe, stay awesome, and stay hydrated. This is Stan the Guitar Kid, or Stan the Man, signing off. Good night, everybody.